<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SupChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. It's been a week of tragedy, tension, and turbulence in China's business scene. Organizers of an ultramarathon are facing serious questions after a number of runners died as the race was struck by extreme weather. The CEO of one of the most valuable tech companies in China, let alone the world, is preparing to step down. And don't even get me started with what's going on in the crypto universe. With all the latest developments from the world's second largest economy, here is your weekly roundup. In very shocking news, 21 people were killed during a 100-kilometer cross-country race in northwestern China's Gansu province as hail, freezing rain, gales, and a sharp plunge in temperature suddenly struck. Most of the victims were said to have died of hypothermia. The race took place in the rugged Jingtai Yellow River Stone Forest scenic area. The disaster spurred charges that the race organizers weren't prepared for potential weather risks. Several participants and rescue professionals told Caixin that there were organizational flaws in the event, as windshells and jackets were removed from the list of compulsory gear for runners, leaving them vulnerable to abrupt weather changes. The remaining 151 competitors were rescued, of whom eight were lightly injured and hospitalized. The event has been described as the most tragic event in the history of Chinese cross-country running, and even that of the entire world. An investigation is looking into how things went so wrong. ByteDance's co-founder Zhang Yiming announced that he will step down as CEO. According to a memo on the company's blog, the billionaire entrepreneur will be replaced by Liang Rubo, ByteDance's head of human resources. Although he intends to step back from day-to-day responsibilities, Zhang says he will remain at ByteDance where he will focus on longer-term initiatives. That being said, he did not say whether he would remain chairman of the firm, nor specify what form his new role would take. However, The 38-year-old entrepreneur did hint that his new position may focus on social impact. In any case, the news signals a major leadership shakeup at the tech firm that created global short video sensation TikTok. And speaking of shakeups, a Shenzhen skyscraper has been making the headlines after it mysteriously started wobbling. After first trembling last week, Tuesday, the SEG Plaza Tower began shaking again in the following two days. However, 
authorities said no major abnormality was detected. The Shenzhen Urban Construction Authority said late Thursday that renewed shaking was detected in the 75-story building in the city's renowned Huachang Bay Electronics Shopping Area, though it said the tremors were within an acceptable range. Thousands of people had to be evacuated from the structure on May 18th, and the U.S. consulate in China's southern Guangdong province warned Americans to avoid the building and the nearby area. In some very different U.S.-China news, both countries have been extending exclusions to punitive import tariffs imposed on each other's goods at the height of the trade war. As the world waits for U.S. and Chinese officials to start talking again to resolve their trade war, China said it will continue to allow a batch of 79 goods imported from the U.S. comprising certain raw materials and chemical and industrial products to be exempt from retaliatory levies until the end of the year. The new exclusion has been extended until December 25th. Meanwhile, the new administration of President Joe Biden has also been extending tariff exclusions on some Chinese goods. On March 10th, the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative announced that 99 categories of medical products, including equipment, cleaning supplies, and personal protective equipment, would continue to enjoy exemptions until September 30th. China is mourning the loss of agricultural scientist Yuan Longping. Yuan reportedly passed away at the age of 91 on Saturday afternoon. The scientist sprang to fame for developing the first hybrid rice strains that have lifted countless people out of hunger. In China, rice serves as a staple food for the majority of the population. As a result of his work, Yuan earned himself the nickname Hybrid Rice Father. It has definitely not been all fun and games for Hong Kong Disneyland. The theme park reported its biggest ever loss last year since opening in 2005. The Hong Kong Resort suffered more than its five other Disney-themed pier parks due to its heavy reliance on international travel that came to a near standstill during the global pandemic. The smallest of Disney's amusement parks posted a net loss of 2.7 billion Hong Kong dollars, or nearly 350 million U.S. dollars, for its fiscal 2020, a year that will go down as the worst in recent memory for the global travel industry due to the pandemic that began affecting businesses outside the Chinese mainland starting in March 2020. And finally, China's COVID-19 vaccine campaign is picking up pace. The country has administered more than 100 million doses of the jab in recent days as the country's vaccination drive shifts into high gear to hit the target of inoculating 40% of the country by the end of June. Speaking at a press conference, a spokesperson for the National Health Commission said Thursday that a total of around 450 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines had been administered across China so far. The spokesperson said that more than 100 million doses had been administered in the eight days to last Wednesday. At the top of the show, I mentioned that there have been some dramatic developments on the crypto scene. To help us make sense of the price plunge we've witnessed, I want to welcome Caixin Global Financial News reporter Timmy Shen to the show. Timmy, uh, last week we saw cryptocurrencies including Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also Dogecoin taking a real nosedive. Can you fill us in on what happened? Of course, thank you for having me on this show. So last week, Bitcoin nosedived as much as 30% on Wednesday evening, though it mounted a recovery Thursday, um, and Ethereum sank more than 40% on Wednesday night, while Dogecoin lost 
And um, this broad crypto crash on Wednesday wiped out about one trillion US dollars in market value. Um, in the past one week, the cryptocurrency market has lost about 60% of its total market cap. So yeah, that was pretty much what happened last week. And as I understand it, these dramatic events were the result not only of an announcement in the form of a tweet by Elon Musk, uh, but also by announcements from China of further restrictions on cryptocurrencies. So what exactly happened and why does China seem to be targeting cryptocurrency right now? Right. Um, of course, we know Tesla founder Elon Musk has something to do, certainly, with the plunge with his tweets but concerns that Chinese authorities could tighten their grips on crypto also took a toll. Um, for example, on Tuesday, the Inner Mongolia government said it had a platform for residents to report on illegal crypto mining projects. And also on Tuesday, uh, another three financial industry groups issued a joint notice to ban financial institutions and um, companies from providing cryptocurrency services to their clients. That includes accepting the currency as payment. Um, later on Friday, China's top financial regulator urged a crackdown on Bitcoin mining and trading. Um, that was not surprising, actually, because China has long taken a negative view of cryptocurrencies due to the speculative nature. Um, the government is also concerned about the impact of crypto mining on power consumption and environment. Okay, Timmy, and uh, do you have any sense for how this is going to play out? <laughs> well, it's hard to stop Elon Musk from tweeting, apparently. Um, I've seen people in this industry saying that investors should just stop paying attention to his tweets and comments. And some people are saying that Bitcoin's price plunge is not abnormal for a bull market cycle, although that is certainly terrifying. Um, in terms of China's scrutiny, my personal thought is that the government seems firm on restricting crypto mining and trading, but it is embracing the blockchain technology otherwise. Just look at how active it is developing its digital game. Well, thanks, Timmy, for filling us in on these developments. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me on the show. Great. Look forward to having you back on. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is produced by Kaiser Guo and Nandini Venkata with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. Here's stories from Caixin Global, SubChina, Sixth Tone, and many other China-focused outlets on the new China Stories podcast. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to SubChina Access for our daily newsletter. Find us at subchina.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care.